0: Welcome to the Christian Worship Center podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you. Visit us online at cwcbayarea.com for service times and directions. Good morning, CWC Bay Area. Good morning, those of you that are tuning in online. Uh, we just like to welcome you guys to our CWC Bay Area service. And even here at First Service, uh, we'd like to welcome you guys. Today is going to be a great day uh, just to serve God. And I'm excited to, to share, you know, I thank Pastor Dan for this opportunity Uh, To share a word that I feel like God has been just resonating in my heart for for a few weeks now. So right where you are at home, here as well, if you would do me a favor bow your heads, close your eyes right where you're at. We're just going to start in prayer. Father, we thank you so much, my God. We're grateful for this day you've given us. Lord, you say in your word, God, that this is the day that the Lord has made and we will rejoice, God. So I pray wherever we are at in life right now, God, mentally, physically, spiritually, let us rejoice knowing, my God, that if you are the author and finisher of our faith, all is well, my God. All is well. So we thank you, we love you. Open up our ears to hear and our eyes to see, God. In Jesus' name, we all say, amen, amen. amen. Listen, um, man, this this series has been crazy. We've been going over this uh, Reclaim series uh, over the past few weeks. And just from when Pastor Dan started going to Pastor Nick, and and even till now, there's just been a lot of shaking and a lot of things that that have been happening in my life. And so today, uh, I have the honor of, of sharing about us reclaiming our wonder. So right where you are, say wonder. wonder. One more again. Say wonder. wonder. Now, if, if you know me, I am a, I'm easily fascinated, right? If you've ever had a conversation with me, you can talk to me about something that I'm not even interested in, right? But, but I'm so weird like that. Like, I, I get fascinated easily or intrigued easily, right? And even, in, you know, running our youth group, like, there was a season where they were into uh, kendamas. I don't know if your kids were ever into that. Right? But they were playing with these little wooden toys called a kendama. And I literally would stay up on YouTube to try to I, I owned a few, you know, my nephew was into it and my nephew PJ had a, a ton of them. And so I would just practice and he let lend me one of them and I would just try to figure out, you know, how to use it because I was so intrigued and fascinated by it, right? And even when this this past week I was watching my husband edit, you know, he does connect or he edits and he does these cool things on um Man, I forgot the software he uses. He's probably going to kill. He uses some software where he's able to take images and do layers and all these different things. And, like, I'm sitting there watching him. Adobe Premiere? Is that what it is? Well, Final, oh, Final Cut Pro. That's what it is, right? He's able to just cut up, you know, it could be, like, 50 minutes of video, right? And he can, can take it and, and in five minutes really just capture the essence of, of whatever the, 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 the video was supposed to be for, whether a funeral, whether CWC Connect or whatever, right? And I'm just sitting there just fascinated watching him do this. And I'm asking him, like, like, babe, how do you do it? He's like, like to him, it seems fake, right? Like, you don't want to know. I'm like, no, like I really do want to know, right? And he's showing me how it's done, right? And even with this whole TikTok thing, man, like this is embarrassing to admit, but I would go on YouTube to look up the the trendiest TikTok dances and and and, and try. I mean, I'm not a dancer, but but I love like it, it's fascinating to me, right? It's embarrassing, but I'm easily fascinated, right? And so. A few months ago, or weeks ago, I was having um, lunch that ended up going into dinner with, with a former master's commission student of mine, right? And we're just sitting there chopping it up at, um, I forgot what the place is called, Good String Fries, um, off of uh, Santana Road. We go there with the staff all the time, yard house, right? Um, and we were just having, having lunch and then it ended up going to dinner. She asked me this question and just blew me away. She said, T, when was the last time you read the gospels? Right? And I'm like, bro, like I was in Bible College, we learned about synoptic Gospels in Pastor next class, we learned about, you know Matthew Mark, Luke and John, like, I know, I would study it for sermons or all these different things. but but she said, no, 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 not for a sermon, not for devotion, but when have you ever just read the story about Jesus in the Gospels as a book just to read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John? And I'm like, I don't think I've ever done that I've I've, I've read it to study I've read it to teach it I've read it for devotional purposes but never have I ever read the Gospels just to simply read it like a book from beginning to end and so lately that's where I've been submerged I've been reading Matthew Mark Luke and John and I'll tell you right now never have I ever been reacquainted to the life of Jesus than I have recently I was so fascinated. I was listening to, you know, an audio Bible or reading it in the book about how Jesus performed all these signs and wonders and miracles and how he trained his disciples. And how at a little, as a 12-year-old boy, he got lost at the temple, and you know, his parents were looking for him, and then they came back and they found him, and he was just teaching at the temple at 12 years old. Like all these different things I'm reading about, and I've read about it before. But for some strange reason. I was able to taste again. I was able to feel again. I was able to see again, and I was so in awe and fascinated by the life of Christ. And something just clicked in me. What happened to my wonder? Because when I was first saved, I'll tell you right now, I was engulfed in the, in who Jesus I as a 12-year-old kid, I remember, we were at um uh, we when we were little these these uh, at Farm Drive these people from the center, uh, I forgot what they're called, they would pick us up and take us to play hockey at the church on a hill, take us to swim during the summertime at church on a hill. And I remember during that summertime, I accepted Jesus as a 12-year-old girl on the steps, and this lady, Denise, was just walking me through the sinner's prayer, and I felt something as a 12-year-old kid. And it just changed my life forever. And then I became a teenager between 12 years old and 18 years old when I joined Master's Commission, Bible college here, right? Right? I went through some rough patches. I went through some changes. I went through some different things in my life. And so I still loved God as I did the first time I was introduced to him. But I I went through, I lived a little life, if you will, right? I think we've all been there. I lived a little life. And so when I become 18 years, that's, I was getting familiar with, with what I felt when I came to Master's Commission. I, I was getting familiar with how I felt in the presence of God. And I don't even think it was necessarily the Bible college, but the atmosphere that was set here, the greenhouse effect that was set here, the, 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 the time and effort that Pastor Nick has invested into me, into this atmosphere, this very church, prior to this, the Tully Road office that we, we were raised in, right? During Master's time. But I, I was reading it again this time in 2021. But I was getting reacquainted and rekindled with feelings that I had when I was first saved and when I first fell in love with God all over again. And I started questioning, what happened to my wonder? What happened between the time that I was introduced to Jesus all over again to where I'm at now as a mom and as a wife and as a worker and as a, as a daughter of God? What happened? There's this gap that exists. There's just this this, this time that I've lived life, and don't get me wrong, I still help out with the youth group. I still teach and preach, and and every opportunity I get, I'm reading my Bible, I'm I'm journaling in the morning. But the feeling that I've gotten recently was not the same feeling from when I first received Christ in my heart. And that's what I want to talk to you guys about today, reclaiming that wonder. Going back to that familiar ground where, where we came to God with all our bills, and God, if you would set me free of these financial struggles I'm dealing with, I will serve you like I never have before. Going back to that wonder, because then after God sets us free, we live a little life, and we forget, and we're enjoying the blessings, but we kind of leave him hanging for, to, to that monumental moment, that one-time encounter. You get what I'm saying? What happened to our wonder? There's this gap that I was finally beginning to realize, man. Like I said, it literally felt brand new. I, I'm I'm, I'm a feeler. I, I, I get fascinated easily, as I mentioned earlier, right? When my brother used to cut hair, right? When Upu was little, he would cut all my little, my, my brother's hair. And for me, that's something that I, I took interest in as a, as a woman or as a little girl growing up, right? And I would go to school, and I would see somebody with hair, hey, that's a cool uptown fade, man. They're like, how do you know what that is, right? Or I'll go to, you know, in high school, I, I was intrigued with tapers, and Upu does the, the arch, and then he fades it, and then it comes, it blends. I, you, you don't gotta get it, but, but I was interested in that, right? I was so fascinated by those things. He would have a mirror right here. It was a the mirror right here, and in our old house we had a, a mirror that flapped open this way. So I don't know if you remember, but um, a, a mirror that flapped over this way. So, so he would give himself a fade, and then he would take a hand mirror, and that's how he gets it. Like I was just so fascinated by that, right? And so in my mind of fascination, that's where I'm at with the gospels. That's where I'm at right now in reading Mark, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. I'm just so blown away by everything that Jesus is doing, right? And so in psychology class, I remember this this thing. They showed us a video. It was this awareness test, right? And something they said in the awareness test, it's easy to miss something you're not looking for. Let me say that one more again. It's easy to miss something that you're not looking for. It was awareness test we took. If you're not aware. And so that's kind of why I want to take a pause today. Let's look at the, the, the dictionary definition of wonder. A feeling of surprise mingled with admiration, caused by something beautiful, unexpected, unfamiliar, or inexplicable. Knowing what we know about the definition of wonder and the things that you've experienced in your life, with that in mind, has there been times in our life where, man, it's easy to miss something that we're not looking for? We're living a life, therefore we've never taken the time to pause and reflect and look back and see, wait, God has been good to me. Wait, there are so many things I've been, been set free of, or, or, or I, I've just seen the goodness of God in my life, but I've lived a little life, and I've just forgot. It's an honest mistake. We've all done it. But I want to challenge us this morning to just really pause and ask yourself, where is my wonder meter at today? In terms of how I view Jesus, in terms of how my relationship with, with God is going, where is my wonder meter at right now? Pause and take inventory because it's easy to miss something you're not looking for. If you're not even tripping about your faith, then it's easy to just go on living life and not worry about your, your, your faith and the growth of your, your spiritual life. You understand what I'm saying? It's easy to miss those things. If I'm looking for my keys, you, you know, if I have them on me 24-7, I don't, there's no desire to look for it. But it's not until I lose my keys that there's this driving me. I got to find my keys. I got to find my keys. And therefore, I go looking for my keys in that same way. You won't know that wonder is missing in your life until you lost it. And I can honestly say today that a lot of us have been in a position where we are not as passionate about the things of God as we were at some time in our life. And that's what I want to wake up in you this morning. And that's what I want to challenge you with today. What happened to your wonder? Where is your wonder meter at today? Have you forgot about God? Because I can honestly say I have. And I say that embarrassingly. Because for me to feel these feelings that I felt reading the gospels all over again, that means that there was a gap where I've been missing out on all the cool things that God wants to do in my life because I'm so consumed with living life. Not realizing that the author of my life is the one that's in control, and so I gotta stop tripping and stop worrying. And it's weird because when you automatically become a mom, you just worry for no reason. You just start worrying about things. And I've been consumed with all these different feelings and emotions lately. But I wanted to address, you know, ask you guys, have you been there? Have you been there where you know, like, man, I, 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 my, my wonder meter is a little lacking right now, right? It's probably in, in, in the, you know, you're in need of, of, of some kind of intervention or something, right? And, and it's, the funny thing is this, man. Like, I would talk to people and they would tell me, like, man, when I was 10 years old, I was speaking in tongues and the pews. Well, what about now? Well, when I was 11 years old, man, I can show you where God has just wrecked my world. Bro, you're 50 now. What about now? What about now? Have you not experienced him or encountered him since that time? Have you lost wonder and shock and, and stopped marveling at the goodness of who God is? That you buried yourself in life and you forgot? What happened? What does your wonder reader say in Luke 18, verses 15 to 17? And you're also going to hear this story repeated in, in, in Matthew and Mark as well, because the Gospels are just different perspectives of, of what happened when, when Jesus walked the earth, right, from, from different authors. But, but I love the, the way Luke 18, 15 to 17 says this. People were also bringing babies to Jesus, to him to place his hands on them. In and, and other versions it says children, They brought little kids to Jesus. Uh, for, for Jesus to place his hand on them. When the disciples saw this, they rebuked them. But Jesus called the children to him and said, let the little, little children come to me and do not hinder them. For the kingdom of God belongs to such, such as these. Truly, I tell you, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God. Everyone say God. God. Like a little child will never Answer it, right? So, so what's taking place here, right? And in, in, in the Gospels, they just record all the when Jesus, you know, from the time that he was a little infant all the way to his adulthood, right? And then when he gets uh, resurrected or uh, crucified and resurrected eventually, go, go back here and read it when you guys get a chance. The Gospels, right? And so what's happening here is people are seeing like, man, Jesus is healing people left and right. Like this, this boy is mean. Like he's he's legit. Like they see evidence of, of the goodness of God in him, right? And so he's doing all these things. And then you have these parents and these adults that are bringing these kids like, oh, you know, my kid's going to get some too, right? They're going to get some of this, this power too. And so they're, they're sending their kids to Jesus and the, the disciples, Jesus' followers, the one he's been training for the past few years. They're, they're, they're like, tell them to pump brakes, right? Like, be cool. Your kids, you know, send them there. T- take them to the nursery or something, right? This is not their time. This is for the adults to understand what's taking place. And that's where Jesus stops and he's like, whoa, what are you doing, bro? Sorry, i, I okay. What are you doing? I got I to get out of my, my youth lingo. What are you doing? Jesus is asking his disciples, like, this is what the kingdom of God is about. If you can't enter the kingdom, if you can't enter the kingdom of God the way a child does, then you will never have access. You will never enter it. That's what he tells them, right? And so what's taking place here, this is what blows me away, is that for the disciples, you know, that, that I'm thinking about in my head, right, disciples be like, oh, you know, uh, a kid has to be like a man before come to Jesus, but Jesus be like a man has to be like a kid in order to come to me. You get what I'm saying? Right. We, we, we think that, you know, a, a kid doesn't understand or you got to wait until you, you know, you're a man enough to understand or a woman enough to be mature to understand and grasp the, the theology and the, the kingdom of God. Nah, Jesus is like, if you can't approach it the way a kid approaches it, you're never going to enter. You're going to miss it. You're going to miss it. And that is what blew me away, because the kingdom of God is not the same as the afterlife. Let me emphasize on that right quick, right? Because my whole life, I thought that the kingdom of God, you know, the kingdom of heaven, some translations say the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God, they interchange it, right? I always thought the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God was when I die, that's where I'm going to be, in heaven. I always thought that my whole life. But, but, but if I may emphasize the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God that Jesus is speaking about in the gospels, it's not when you die and then you enter eternity that's not what the kingdom of heaven is the kingdom of heaven is god is his is sovereignty and his rulership here on earth right now right now not when you die right now so i need you to understand that you can't enter into this realm of, of of god just moving your life and and having ownership of this earth until you approach it with a childlike perspective that's what the gospels are saying and if you don't believe me you can i, I was all these different scholars and they were like Breaking it down in such simple form, and I'm like, it makes sense, right? I got a, a three-year-old and a one-year-old. Has, they have crazy imagination, a crazy imagination, right? They, you know, our 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 living room uh, sofas, our recliners, right? And they, they get on top of it and they slide down it like it's a playground. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, get off my couch, right? They're sticking hands and they're you know they're snacking or whatever. But but in my living room, it's a playground for my kids. It's the solar system for my kids. It's where uh, I fly on a rocket in outer space. My daughter loves singing that in our living room, just flying around like a rocket, right? But, but that's what that living room is because you know why? She has this imaginative mindset. She has this, this awestruck and wonder inside of her like a child, the way Jesus speaks about in Luke. To have that childlike perspective, that wonder. And we've heard this a million times before that, that you know, it's not until we start passing a certain age that we forget Right? We start, oh, shoot, what are they gonna think about me? Right? You know, they're, they're pure and innocent for a little bit, and then they start worrying, you know, get self conscious and start thinking, oh, what if they say that I'm ugly? What if they, right? We, we start tapping, and then you become an adult, and you got all these other worries in the world that you forget what it's like to live life from a child's perspective in terms of being awestruck and being in wonder. And so we would not enter the kingdom of God if we don't approach it from a child's perspective, right? Kids are filled with wonder and awe. And adventures, oh my gosh, adventures for, you know what I mean? And so here's, here's what I want you guys to realize, right? With, with the child's lens on or, or thinking from a child's perspective, creation becomes more appreciative and more vast and, and you have more admiration for God and the way that he's built this earth when you can view it with childlike perspective. You understand what I'm saying? When you can begin to look at everything that's surrounding you, your house that you're living in right now or your apartment, your kids or your animal, your your pets or whatever, right? When you can pause and just look at your life, not from tea as an adult, but from a little kid's perspective, from my daughter's perspective, oh, what a world of a difference. I begin to smell the flowers a little longer. I begin to enjoy the clouds and just kind of gaze and like, whoa, what shape is it making this time? I, I begin to have this wonder Of a child and could it possibly be that that's the wonder that Jesus is speaking about in the Gospels that if we do not have the wonder of a child that we cannot enter the kingdom could it be that a lot of reasons why we're halting in our faith or a lot of reasons why we stop dreaming and believing and thinking again because our perspective is from an adult's perspective and not from a child's perspective If you want to know what a child's perspective is like, pick my kids up any day of the week, right? If you want to know what it's like to to view life from a child's perspective, man, I encourage you to hang out with some kids for a little bit. Chill with these little kids, and you begin to hear their conversations, and they fight a lot. Man, it's annoying, but, but, you know, you, you begin to just grasp, like, man, this is a different world. This is, it's so different, like, this is a different language even, and that's what I've lost because I got busy, and I got tied up. Listen, I'm going to, and in a second, let me wow you real quick, right, Something, some, some uh, things that I was, I was reading in terms of science, and I was watching this documentary, it was about all these scientists that were, uh, weren't believers at some point, I don't know if they were atheists or agnostic, I'm not sure what it was, but they, they didn't believe, they stopped believing, right? And, and they became, and as scientists, they began to study nature. They began to study the planets. They began to study the earth and all these things about the ocean and the fish and all these different things. And it was at that moment that they were just like, wow, wow. They, 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 they had to attribute that to a creator. There's no way that these things can exist without it being, someone being responsible for it. And so they became believers again. I forgot what the name of the documentary is, but this is what I, what a line that I heard from one of the guys in there. He said... The sun gives off more energy. This is crazy. In one second. Everyone say one second. second. The sun gives off more energy in one second than what mankind has produced since Adam and Eve. That's crazy. The sun gives off more energy in one second. Like right now, that's one second. The sun has given off more energy than the energy we've produced as human ever since Adam and Eve till now. You know how long ago that was? That's a very long time. And so the scientist is talking about this. He's like, how can you not glorify God because of that? How can you not just, just be in wonder like a child and be like, oh, my goodness, this is insane. And then you read Psalms chapter 8, verse 3 to 5. It says, when I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place, what is man- mankind that you are mindful of them, human beings that you care for them? You have made them a little lower than the angels and crowned them with glory glory. And honor this is what messed me up God has created the universe so vast that all mankind can do is just marvel at it just like oh my goodness and I'm sure you've, you've been in that position before where you're just chilling and just looking at nature like wow this is incredible like God you're so beautiful you know when I was pregnant with my first kid in 2018 like it's so fascinating the way the, the, the life of a human being starts from, from, from inception all the way up to when they're bad little kids like right now, right? But it's crazy. You know, I was neighbors with Veto at the time, and she would play, make all these little Play-Dohs that were in, in, in the size of whatever month or trimester I was in, right? She's like, today's week 10. You, your baby is the size of a marble. I'm like, oh, that's great, right? But, I, but at first, I'm like, come on, Veto!" But every day, so on my windowsill, I would have all the different stages every week. I was growing into someone, something different, different, different. And, and it wasn't until later, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm growing a human in me. This is crazy. The detail that God does, it's so, think about it, it's fascinating. You know how many people exist in, in a world, the population of America in itself, the population of California in itself, and every single one of us came through a woman? That's fascinating to me. That's crazy, but you can only acc- attribute, accredit that back to God. So when was the last time you were awestruck by God? Childlike wonder grants you access to his kingdom. There's no other way. There's no other way. If you cannot have the wonder of a child, if you cannot reclaim your wonder once again, then there's no way you're going to be able to see God just exponentially grow you in so many ways unless you view it with the wonder of a child. Reclaiming our wonder. If the worship team could help me out, listen, this is the crazy thing about it. I think we have every right to feel that the ways that we feel because of, of deaths that have happened in our lives, because of, of of just financial mountains that took us out, right? Different things. I mean, uh, you were mistreated or, or, or abused in certain ways, right? There's different we you can come, you can define that for yourself. But but it kind of makes sense that I, I'm in this season, T. It kind of makes sense that I'm going through the motions that I, I'm feeling the way I feel right now, like leave me alone, It makes, and you're right. It makes sense to be in that position. But the beautiful thing about a child is they don't think about consequences. They don't think about, about all these exterior things and the pressures of life, they just live life. They just run around freely without a care in the world. I can tell my daughter, MJ, man. Emory's little, that's why I'm not really using her as an example. She just, whatever, just eat food and that's it. But my three-year-old, I can tell her, mommy's gonna take us to the park. First, you eat your dinner, and then we go to the park. Or first, it's always first. I have to tell her first, so she knows in her head, we're gonna do one thing first, and then I get what I want, right? First, you eat your vegetables, and then she do vegetables. But that's how it is in her mindset, like, first this and then that. You know what's crazy about MJ? That even if I'm lying, and this is sad to say, But even if I make a broken promise with her, or even if I'm lying and I say, MJ, we're going to go to the park after this, knowing we're not, she believes it. She holds on to that. And she lets me know, if mommy says we're going to go to the park, doggone it, we're going to go to the park. You don't got to believe in the promises, and I do, It's, it's it's an extra if you do. But when we say these declarations in life, and when we speak things over us, even if you don't believe it, but because who it's coming from, because who it's coming from, you don't gotta worry about how, you don't gotta worry about when, but you just remember, okay, first this and then that. First this and then that. But when you're thinking about it from your adult mindsets, of course it's gonna go over your head. But if we are to approach it with that childlike perspective, Jesus rebuked his disciples. The very ones he trained, and you know, you would think, oh, they got the right intentions, right? Like, kids, be, you know, go away. We're, we're healing people right now, right? The disciples, they, they, they thought they were doing the right thing. But Jesus rebuked them. He says, there's no way you will be, en- be able to enter the kingdom of God unless you have the perspective of a child. And I just want to encourage you this morning, we gotta reclaim our wonder, ladies and gentlemen. We gotta reclaim our wonder again. We gotta go back, and it's okay to pause now, and to go back, it's okay to, to take a break in life and go back and like, man, my bad, God. That's my fault. I, I, man, I, I got busy, I did. I, I, I got married, or I got this new job, and it's requiring a lot of my time and my energy, and I get tired by the time I get home, or I get too tired to wake up early to search you and to seek you out, God. It's okay to, to be in that place to pause, but get yourself into a place where you're able to reclaim that childlike wonder again. To get, to, 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 to get going in your system again. Because imagine what it would be like. What would your week look like if you didn't approach it from an adult's perspective but from a child's perspective? What would your, your life look like? What would your community look like? What would it look like if you were to approach it? I think like, man, why did not I do this when I was working there? Why did not I do this when I was working there? Like, I should have, I should have, could have, would have, all these things. But I, I love it because the kingdom of God is not something we enter at the end of our life. Jesus said that if we approach it today with a childlike perspective, it is ours. That we have a mandate. It's crazy because when, when I went to this, the, the, the ordination service for Pastor Cisco and Pastor Troy, I was just tripping out. Because I'm thinking, like, man, what a huge responsibility it is to be ordained and, and, and to, 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 to be in charge of people. And and, 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 and and I think Pastor Nick said it up there. We live in a time where it's like you get, you get, like, ridiculed for everything you say these days. And so for me, it's like, why would they want to be ordained in this time? I was thinking that in my seat. Why would they want to come up in the faith during these times? It's a crazy, chaotic time to be in. But I remember the scripture that Pastor Matt told me a long time ago, Acts 17, 26, that God knew the borders and the times in which we would live in. And he called us to be leaders in those times. You get what I'm saying? Th- think about that responsibility. Think about that responsibility just for a second. Right now. Not in any of the time where you're born, but but in these times. Knowing what you know about the divide that's happening in our nation, that you know, you, you know, the, the race. All this stuff, right? Whether you're vaccinated or not, or or whether you love Jesus or not, or whether, you know whether you you know you're you're, you're a, a Christian that's persecuted like those in Afghanistan or not. Like, there's all these different. Like, oh man, like what do I? Like, in the midst of all this stuff that we're in, like God has called us to lead in these times. That says a lot about us. That means that God is trusting us to step up. That means God thinks that I have it in me to lead my kids, to be a good wife to my, a great wife to my husband, to be a leader in this this time, like God isn't trusting me. That's a huge responsibility, but I'm willing to take it. I'm willing to take it. Because if God tells me all these promises He's spoken over my life, and He said it, I believe it even at times where I don't feel it. Reclaim your wonder, right where you are if you would just stand to your feet. Even those of you online. We're gonna close right now in a second, but I'm just going to ask you to do me one favor, and especially for those online, so I can officially uh, close out right where you are. Those in here, if you would do me a favor, just raise your hands right where you're at. And those that are tuning in online, just raise your hand to the screen or raise your hand wherever you're at. And I just want to pray over us, Father, I thank you, my God. I thank you for this reminder that we so needed, Lord. God, we've forgotten about you. We live life, my God, and and we forgot about the vastness of the universe that you've placed us in, my God. The details of the stars in the sky. God, in the Old Testament, there were people that were studying the stars. Didn't even have a telescope to see what was going on. But years later, scientists were able to confirm what people in the biblical times without instruments were able to know. Why, God? Because if you said it, we believe it, my Lord. If you said it, we believe it. So Father, if there are dreams that are shattered, if we stop believing, my God, in the things you've called us to, if we've lost wonder, God, I pray right now, those that are tuning in, in the name of Jesus, Lord, Holy Spirit, would you consume them? Let them believe again. Let them start that business. Give them the confidence, my God, to start that podcast, to start that YouTube channel, my God, to speak again, to live again, my God, to draw again, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Let us have childlike wonder. We reclaim it now, God. We've had it before and we lost sight. But here we are today, God, saying we want it. We desire you, God. We cannot enter your kingdom unless we have the perspective of a child, Lord. So even now, God, I pray that you would fill them in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, those of you that are tuning online, we'd like to thank you. And like they always end out, love God, love people, and change the world. Thank you for downloading this message. For more information on our church, visit us at cwcbayarea.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash cwcbayarea.